Hello and welcome to this episode of the You, Me and ADHD podcast. I'm your host, Callum McCurdy, and uh, we have a great conversation with Jodie Venton Harvey all the way from Bristol in the UK. Um, we've just wrapped that conversation and uh, it, was, it was really fun. It was a good time. Um, I really enjoyed uh, talking about how ADHD for Jodie was sort of that missing piece of the puzzle and uh, she was diagnosed um, as, at a time when she was uh, working and she talks through what that experience was like with a very supportive um, manager and what that meant in uh, a team of, of colleagues who, who just got her, right? Uh, we talk about links to mental health and how diagnosis can be uh, validation for hunches and, and things we've always suspected but never quite able to, um, to, to put, uh, I guess, um, that piece of the puzzle in place. Uh, we talk about connection and our um, brilliant ability to build rapport with um, quite a diverse group of people, seemingly um, different or unrelated people as well and how we can can hold that rapport um, and really work a room yeah i have to ask what, what's a doozy oh a doozy's um good question welcome everyone to this episode of you me and adhd i've got a real doozy for you uh what is my evening uh i don't know when this is going to be put out um when we're going to publish this one uh but it'll be during the day so this will make no sense at all but we have got uh we've got my new best friend uh jody venton harvey uh on the line all the way from bristol in the uk um jody describes herself and also on her linkedin profile as a strategist a coach and now she's going to be known as a culture specialist um I cannot uh, wait to get into this conversation because she's got amazing earrings and I reckon that's uh, quite symbolic of the talk we're going to have because they're representative of um, a math symbol. Now I'm terrible at maths uh, so this could go uh, one of two ways, either be the best conversation we ever had or it could be uh, me completely out of my depth. So let's see how we go. Welcome along, Jodie. Thank you. Hi. Very well. Now you've got yourself a, a coffee and a smoothie. What was in that smoothie? Um, the smoothie, which we put over there now, uh, it was oh, all sorts of great things. Uh, all sorts of great things. Protein, peanut butter, uh, milk, um, oats. It's pretty good. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's in the morning over here. Yeah. I must say, you built up the whole pie earring thing way too much. Also terrible at maths. Um, Puts people off the scent though, right? They're so great. Yeah. Algebra would be great if it was just, you know, didn't, I didn't have to learn it. Um, but yeah. And matching uh, matching your nail polish too, right? Yeah. I have to ask, what, what's a doozy? A doozy? Oh, a doozy's um, yeah. <laughs> good question. Sort of a, a, a Kiwiism, I guess. Um, a doozy means uh, brilliant. Like uh, we've got a an absolute banger, if we could say that. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, going to be great. Like um and like we're already recording recording so um let let's get right into it um Jody very very keen to hear uh, your neurodiversity journey I guess what's your story um okay so that's oh, it's such a difficult question because suddenly my brain is like wow everything and 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 then like, in the beginning I was born um so I guess the, the journey is something that obviously I've experienced in my entire life but I didn't know. Uh, that that's what it was, really. I knew I was on a journey, though, you know, as we all are in life. 
Um, but I actually only got uh, diagnosed last year. So I'm 33. And um, yes, it was something that was kind of like, it was really obvious. And it was to, to you, obvious to you or obvious to everyone else? Um, obvious to everyone else, yeah. And to me, but also not to me at all. So I sort of, there would be jokes made. You know how people say like, if they like things to be tidy, they're like, oh, I'm really OCD. And they don't mean that they've been diagnosed with OCD no. and that it's genuinely, you know, an actual disorder that they suffer from every day. They just are alluding to... Uh, yeah. to that as being a, an extreme version so I'd be like oh I'm a bit ADHD and I wouldn't really think about actually that you know that that was there was a lot of truth in that and when I was diagnosed and it, it took uh, yeah there were reasons for doing that but actually um, I had come there had been little bits of feedback and actually in, in, mm. in a work context there was I was getting the same struggles again and again and again and yeah. I sort of got to a point where I really felt like I was in a good place in my career I was starting to get into mm-hmm. my career and doing work that I really love and it was like why am I being held back by these really basic things and I'm trying really 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 hard and I'm putting like 100% into something and yeah. I'm getting like 10% back and that doesn't make sense nice usually if I put 100% into everything I'll get like 100% back yeah um, yeah got it so it led me to that there must be another reason um I had an amazing boss at the time as well, who we I'm close to. We've got a really good relationship, and we were on a work trip in Spain, and uh, she was like, "It is like you have your 12 year old boy with ADHD." And I was like, "Yes, that is exactly it. Like, I really do feel like that person." Mm-hmm. But it was in kindness and kind of, you know, the, and it just made me think. I think I'm going to go and I'm going to go and have a look at this because it might be the missing jigsaw piece. Yeah, it turns out it was. Yeah. Okay, so how was the um, I guess just going back a, a wee step, what was um, what were the things that gave you a bit of a clue and also gave um gave your boss an idea? Can you remember some specific events or examples? Yeah, it, it's it's a tricky one because I don't, especially when you get a late diagnosis, I don't know what's ADHD and what's just inherently me, and yeah. actually I don't think that they're exclusive either. Well, no, because I I totally agree that um. Like, we're not our ADHD, but we are. Like, it's a massive part of, of who we are. Like, the big things, the extremes, but also the tiny little um, intricate uh, elements of our personalities. It's it's all it's all part of it. We wouldn't be us yeah. without ADHD, right? Yeah, and I, I find the same with gender as well. So something like um, being a woman is incredibly part of my identity, but equally it's not the only thing that defines me. So it, yeah. I think it is yeah. about... So it's, it is tricky, and I can imagine from the outside, it's kind of like, so wait, what? Like, this is really important to you, and it's part of your identity, but I can't. I need to be careful about. Um, so yeah, things. I mean, things like so I work in agencies, um, timesheets, um, doing sort of work that requires uh, doing work over a, a, a length of time. Um, I don't, it's hard to explain because I, there's a voice in my head now that's like, I've heard other people say before, like, no one likes time sheets, no one likes boring work, no one likes doing work over a long period of time. No, but I get it. Yeah, no, I totally, totally get it. Like, I timesheets were my nemesis as well. We had a billing yeah. system. I worked for um, for a big accounting firm, sort of consulting firm, and 
the the billing system uh, just accounting for my time when because I have time blindness so I would just lose track of what I'd done or how I could allocate but also just using the system going this just doesn't work for me getting completely lost in it right and um, yeah no I, I, I totally I totally get it so yeah there's that and it was the thing about the timesheets where again in other areas in my sort of progression we're doing great but the state from day one i was having the same problems with timesheets like either not filling them out in time or filling them out incorrectly yep. continually making mistakes um and it just didn't make sense because everything else yeah. kind of wasn't that wasn't reflected in other areas mm-hmm. um also things like when people say uh, when they're quoting for a job and they're like how long do you think that will take you and i'm like oh my god um i, I, I couldn't tell you they're like but you've done it before and those types, so how long did it take then I, I, I don't know I, I really don't know so i know that it takes me about a day to do a workshop outline that's like and that's my thing where i'm like oh yeah okay it's like a heuristic i know mm. so one day one day one day but if, it, if there's anything else on top of that oh, what about slides as well or what about if you were to create this and what if you, i'm just yeah. like it could be any time. It could be like a yeah. year or an hour. And sometimes, you know, I'll be allocated a time to do some work. Maybe I'll get a day. Mm-hmm. And I've done it in like two hours. Yeah. Just like in the zone. Yep. I've got all this energy. I've got all these ideas. I'm ready to go. And it just comes out. And it's amazing. Yeah. Right? And then other days are just... It's maybe, just, you know, just dragging. Yeah. 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 Or I'll just do it. You know, I'll, I'll sort of procrastinate for ages and then do it in the last hour. Because again... Um, and my, another thing that was that was great about my boss, really, she um, she would uh, give me jobs like very quickly. She understood how to get the best out of me and how to play to my strengths. Mm-hmm. So she would give me jobs that needed to be done with quick turnarounds, tight deadlines, uh, creative work, stuff that would maybe require lots of research. So pulling information from lots of directions, uh-huh. um, rather than giving me a report or rather than yeah. giving me. Um, something that wouldn't need like an explosion of mm. all the strengths in different areas mm-hmm. is this the um oh, yeah yeah no it's perfect it doesn't matter what the question is oh, i've forgotten what the question was like it doesn't matter but it was <laughs> something about your journey and about work um yeah. and but, but the the beautiful part of that is um so was that same boss the one who um sort of said uh, you you mentioned um she sort of said with kindness do you think you might have ADHD is it the same person yeah so having an understanding boss uh, is absolutely critical right someone who, who gets not gets not just gets it but gets you yes totally oh 100% I've had you know in the past before actually that I had a boss called Julie she was um, she always said and she, she's the other way so she she will always say um, oh I'm, I'm Aspergic I'm Aspergic you know she'll say things that are hilariously slightly inappropriate sometimes and it's, oh, it's so good she's amazing with numbers and she would always say to me, you think differently. I don't know what it is, but you just think differently. And that's what you bring to this team. Yeah, right. So she didn't really know, but she kind of knew. And I didn't really know, but I always felt like she made space for yeah. that difference, yep. which was amazing. That's brilliant. Um, and even after my other boss, Reed, she went on maternity leave and I had Claire come in. She was great. And I just told her straight up, look, I've been diagnosed with this a couple of months ago. It means this. Mm-hmm. And it was never, you know, it, it, there was just never really a <clears> problem with it. And it, was, yeah. it does come to actually... As you say, it's kind of like, yeah, okay, this is a thing, and it means I think differently, but it just moves into acceptance, which is really where you want to get to. You want businesses yeah. to accept. You want um, procedures, process, environments, um, teams to just be accepting rather than 100%. You know, it's not about 
yeah. Yeah, you know, in the beginning it's kind of like, yes, you, you make adjustments and um, things might have to change and, um, you know, time needs to be sort of, uh, you know, ideas of time and, and expectations will, will change. But ultimately it's kind of like, that's what it comes down to for me. And yeah. me personally as well, I have to accept myself and it, the diagnosis allowed me to do that. Yeah, okay, that's cool. That, that's really cool and I want to dive into that as well. I think um, that it's the 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 realization that you're not broken the systems a wee bit broken or just doesn't work for us right um and i think people getting across the line with that is is really important um another thing that i thought of as you were talking that's completely gone out of my head but it's around um the oh it's the um like something i like to say i don't like to say but i do say is um adhd is a reason but it's not an excuse because you, you were kind of alluding to we actually have to take ownership of some stuff right um we can't be repeatedly late for meetings or or late for getting quotes and um those sort of things and and go it's, you know, it's, i've just got adhd you know it's just the way i am sort of thing like it's it it contributes but we have to own um own what can go wrong as much as what can go right with it yeah yeah totally i you know i say something similar which is um i mean i think this would work with anything whether it's like um depression or um some sort of diagnosis and, and it's it's not your fault but it is your responsibility yeah um and that really that's it is really helpful and yeah I, so i actually there's only been a select people at work that i've told Mm-hmm. Um, I, hadn't, I hadn't sort of come out with it, so this will be, I'll probably share that this, my dinner, this will be the first time that I will be saying quite publicly. Yeah. Um, because I just decided to tell the people that I really trusted and that I work closely with, so I thought actually it will be useful for them to work yeah. in context for them to know. And I just said things like, you know, um, <clears throat> please, uh, that just means that, okay, this is this gives you some quite, but actually, mm. you know, everyone that I told was like, yeah. <laughs> I know it's no big it's a bigger deal to us, eh? Hey? It's like, oh I've been hiding yeah, this stuff, I've been oh, fudging this stuff, I've felt like an imposter my whole life and blah 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 and they're like okay. <laughs> yeah, they're like nothing's changed. Like, yeah. And, and yeah, it was kind of obvious. Um but yeah, so that was uh mm. I can't remember where I am now, but yeah, no, that was kind of um oh yes. And I guess yeah, taking responsibility for it. So it was a real learning curve for me because I didn't know like I said earlier, I didn't know, like, what's me, what's yeah. ADHD, um, what do I find challenging, mm. and what do I find challenging because of the way that, of my, the way that I'm wired. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was quite tricky. Yeah. Um, I read loads of books, listened to loads of podcasts, so I still, um, you know, sort of consume as much content as I can about it, and I realised that there were some hacks that I could just ask um, or so for example if you're going to send me a really really long email to like a project team just highlight my stuff in yellow because yeah. I will miss I will miss stuff mm-hmm. um, because again when you talk about the system being a little bit broken it's kind of like you want me to focus on that really long email with all the actions on it but I've also got teams pinging me over here I've got yeah. work phone yeah. here I've got emails coming in I've got a phone call that I'm aware of is going to happen in 10 minutes I've got a whiteboard full of stuff here I've got a window that I'm looking outside of here and there's a person walking down the road it's like I really do want to get to your email and I really want this project to be a success just yeah. like you do but mm-hmm. there's every chance I'm going to miss stuff so please just highlight it in yellow and um, and when and you yeah yeah no but when you when you try too hard as well like you get this 
long email and you're scanning for your name or something you identify or something like you miss you 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 miss your name or you miss a whole lot of other stuff right um or yeah. you go you look for your name that, uh, here we go. i'm just projecting this onto you jody but this is what i do I, I look for my name and if i see my name a couple of times i think yeah that's all that must have mentioned me in that email and so i might have met they might have had said callum there's seven points and i might see four of them right because <laughs> i'm just going oh where is it where is it where is it yeah and so um highlighting is genius so that was one of my questions um actually before i get into the hacks because so i'll give you a bit of a primer um some more but how you've hacked adhd to be um to be you know who you are or better uh, as you are at work so so there's a question that question coming up but i'd like to just just to cover off in terms of that um the assessment and i guess the formal uh diagnosis what was that um was that validation for you was it a shock was it a because you said you know it, it makes sense but having having something like having a label was that useful yeah that's such a good question um, because it was a full spectrum of everything. Yeah. I went really through the change curve, like, you know, Cooper Ross's change curve, which mm -hmm. is, I just love that model so much. So it goes into the whole, like, shock, denial, yep. anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, purpose. And I, at first I was like, oh, fuck, okay. Yeah. I, there was part of me that was thinking, I'm going to turn up this thing, and they're going to go, you're yeah, actually just doing fucking time sheets. Yeah. <laughs> just shut up and just like sort your shit out mm. and you know and that there was part of that so there was an internal dialogue which is clearly like you know it exists because of a life of kind of being you know told to try harder yeah you know you've got so much potential you're not reaching it you've been disrupted oh. blah, blah, blah. So yeah so that obviously is in there yeah um, so when they came back and were like you know you score quite highly for um the hyperactivity, but also the attention or whatever the two are. Yep. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. So firstly, then there was like this feeling of slight relief. Okay, the jigsaw, that that was the piece or one of the pieces. It mm -hmm. does fit. Okay. Quite satisfying. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's like, uh, sorry, I just forgot. Um, what was the next bit that I thought? Oh, yeah. So the next thing was kind of like, I actually felt quite sad, like, it then yeah. went to a place of, like, um, oh, what a shame, like, what a shame for, like, younger me. Oh, yeah. You know, and I did feel sorry for my teachers. Like, there was definitely a thing where I just thought, well, they didn't know, they didn't have the training, my mum didn't know, um, and everyone's doing the best they can, right, with the resources yeah. they have available, but then there was part of me that was like, literally fuck all of you, like, you know. Yeah. In a sort of system school setting kind yeah. of thing, because mm -hmm. like, he kept telling me this thing and he kept putting on my reports, mm. like, you know, oh, if only she did. And it's just like, you, you're expecting me to sit down in a line eight hours a day and be quiet when. And be interested all the time. Yeah. Interested in, in, you know, and I had some amazing teachers and I did really well in their subjects, but then I, there was, I was actually chatting to my mum about it yesterday and she said there were teachers who got you and there were teachers who didn't. Mm. And again, I understand the ones who didn't mm -hmm. because it, I was probably quite difficult a lot. So I get it. But again, it's sort of like I am, I, I just get pissed off at like this yeah. Victorian school mm -hmm. that we still seem to have. And I have no idea really what 
Yeah, rote learning, um, standardized testing, you know, fit in a box, you know, memorize all this stuff and recall it. Like, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. I really don't. No. I don't do that work at all. I don't know who does do that at work. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there's something, but. So, what do you. I went through this whole thing. Yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. You carry on. Okay, you're taking a sip, so I'm going to ask that question. Um, Which is gone. Damn it. No, no. Uh, some teachers got you. Um, what do you think they saw in you? Th- those good teachers. What do you reckon they 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 noticed about you, or or, or just got about you? Um, I don't know. That I, I genuinely sort of like. God, I don't know. There's a question. But I did want to do stuff. I was interested. Yeah. I was. I had a lot of energy, and I had a lot to give. It's mm-hmm. just, um, you know, it is annoying probably when you interrupt people because. I wasn't doing it to like dominate a, uh, a no. conversation or a situation or, or anything like that or because I'm an only child or whatever. It's like, actually, I just couldn't. If I don't say it right now, I'm going to forget it. And I'm so excited about this thing. I just need to say it. And actually, that's probably really annoying. So um, I guess the teachers that didn't get that would just be like, oh, for God's sake, just you know, let others talk. Kind of thing. Mm. Um, and the teachers that did would be like, I understand this child's got, you know, she really wants to say something. I'll find a way to kind of enable something. I don't mm. know, like, or whatever. So I guess some, you know, and that, that's where you have, like, great intuitive teachers um, yeah. who can work with different styles and, and different types of, of people. And I think, uh, well, in- intuition's a big part of ADHD as well. Like, you, there's just a knowing, I think. Like, there's a, there's a, there's a, a sensing. And so when you... When you come across other people like that, especially adults who get you, you're like, well, this is like you, you do connect with them. I think um, connection is a big part of ADHD. I'm also dyslexic and, and that comes with um, there's a high sort of empathy um, uh, level radar um, with that. And so the, the, the mix of ADHD and dyslexia, um, like every, all neurodiversities are... Um, like everyone has their own experience of it, right? There's no no two are the same. We don't experience it necessarily the same, same symptoms. But ADHD and dyslexia are all about um, connecting with the with the person because it's experience based. And you're talking um, in terms of ADHD is about the experiences you have um, with people. And you're a um, you, you you coach, but I, as I um, gather, you kind of facilitate a whole lot of things because you've mentioned a couple of times around um, workshops. And you know, if you have to do um, uh, do a a plan for the the day or for a session, that'll take you a, a day to do. So, um, do you re- do you reckon uh, you uh, you were were drawn to that type of work partly because of your ADHD in hindsight, or or what do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, definitely, because people are really now based. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. When you have a person in front of you, it's happening live yeah. right now. So mm. um, I love that, and I do. I get you know, I'm an extrovert person, so I get my energy from people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I had a read of your website, and everything you were saying, I was like, oh yeah, I feel like that as well. People are amazing and weird. Yeah, <laughs> and, and we need we need more weirdness. <laughs> Sorry, I just cut you. I cut you off. Just keep going. No, Ignore no, me. No, no. <laughs> I just said we we need more weirdness, right? I think we got to. It's the difference that um, that is what we need to harness, not our sameness, because um, it's our difference that, that allows us to make the difference. Yeah. That's it. But I think that all exists. I think we yeah. just, uh, I think generally, uh, especially sort of as people grow into adults, they they put these weird like rules and restrictions on things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
put a tie on and, and become quite uniform yep. in lots of senses. Uh-huh. And actually, it's like, you know, I just think, I'm talking about workshops specifically, well, planning for a workshop is one thing, so you're not, I can sort of do it, but when you get into the workshop, anything anything happens, right? Yeah. And as long as the brief's being met and the purpose of the workshop is, is, uh, is being answered, then actually it doesn't matter what happens or how many items on the agenda you get through mm-hmm. because what's incredible is that in a workshop yeah. whether it's virtual or in real life you're creating this uh very quickly this this flash of a culture yep. only belongs to those people right and it's a it's an amazing mix of uh the individuals that you have in that room and you can create a safe psychology mm. by certain things that you do and, and things that i might share or questions that come out in in, like yeah. in the beginning of the workshop and how you allow people to introduce themselves and um and you can very quickly build a strong rapport yeah. um, in a in a group of people who may have never met before mm-hmm. who can really come together and solve problems, important problems, business problems, but you've got all the minds kind of mm. um, that are allowed to, to really think and offer things. And if you can create a space where, you know, bad ideas are welcomed and expected, it's then you're going to make some progress really, really quickly. Yeah, for sure. Happening. Yeah. And when people can let go of that, how am I supposed to behave? What am I supposed to say? Um, I need to come across as being professional. Mm. Um, get it wrong. It's that stuff. When that goes, yeah. then, it, oh my God, it's, it's magical because then you've just got people being people and it doesn't matter yeah. what gender you are, how you identify, what sexuality you are, where you come from, what, what colour you are. It doesn't matter. No. Actually, what you have is a... Uh, this micro culture of people and yeah. they're, they're with, a, with a purpose you know something to do and that's what I'm mm-hmm. about workshops yeah 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 each with their own sort of unique experience of it where they might do the same thing or be in the same room but have a have their own sort of twist on things and I love the way you got so lit up talking about what you do um, like that was that was awesome that's cool and it just goes to show that and and as, as you were talking I was thinking um, that's that's so my experience as well that um, you can have a session plan, but if we go way off the reservation, it, it's fine because you know you can always bring it back, or or you can harness some, you can find some goodness and allow people to get real value out of um, what we're talking about and what needs to be talked about. And you're right, you, as long as you're you're meeting the um, the agreed outcomes or or what um, was stipulated that you know we, we need to get to or or achieve. But how you get there, like the flexibility in that, I think is. Um, is some, I think there's some real magic in that, and ADHD totally um, adds to that. Like, and I think allow, gives that confidence that we can go um, off piece to weave it and 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 bring it back and always bring it home, sort of thing. Yeah, and you know, there's. Um, I but I saying that at the same time, I still really benefit from structure. I really benefit from. Um, something that allows me to put yeah. ideas into a format that makes sense mm-hmm. to another person as well. Um, it's just, yeah, going back to kind of being in a position where things are live, so being interviewed yeah. or something like this, um, it wouldn't occur to me to prepare for something like this, although I did a few websites. Um, but I would, there's no point in me writing down those answers because no. I know that it will be fine when you ask the question and then something will come into my head and that's, that's yeah. cool. And I you know, in, in like a job interview, it would be the same, but also if somebody asks me a difficult question um, in a webinar full of people I don't know, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Because I, I just enjoy it. I like the challenge. Yeah, um, yeah. 
but there are other things that you know I would <laughs> I would just have a meltdown about and there would be other things that perhaps most people would be like but that's really simple so how can you which is why we need to sort of uncover unlock and unleash um, neurodiversity in our workplaces right because mm-hmm. it's it's all there it's like how do we use that if everybody's having this sort of base layer of trying to to figure out um, solve problems using that same thinking um, and we've got people who experience things a wee bit differently or don't even maybe identify with the problem or see it as a problem we can go well we can we can get around that by by doing this that other people can't see right and so it's just that that's it's almost like um a recalibration of organizations we need we just harness some thinking uh that's that's going on there yeah what do you i I really do believe that that's not going to happen until we have boardrooms that are diverse on every in every sense Uh uh-huh gender ethnicity backgrounds ability Mm -hmm. like i think you know, I, I work with lots of companies and, you know, you've got really brilliant HR or comms teams or engagement teams or whatever who they know what the right thing to do is but actually are being blocked often by senior leadership yeah. and I just, oh, I'm just really bored of it. Like, I just think so many, there are so many chief execs out there that just need therapy and yeah. I just think, do you know what, you, you're really responsible for a lot of people's lives here because, again, just like I mentioned in that, Kind of workshop scenario when you've got say 10 people in a workshop you are responsible for the culture yeah. and the safe psychology and and the everything that really happens in there between that group and i think if you're a person in a, in a leadership leadership position it's the same sort of responsibility but 100 percent hours a day years of their lives mm-hmm. in, in your organization so so many times um i come across you know leadership uh, and organizations where they say one thing and do another and that's basically the definition of manipulation it's pretty gaslighting um and so people are really trying to do their jobs and do a great job yep. and then they're fighting against something else which i think is potentially uh an issue that actually is somebody else's responsibility they should be dealing with um and they're not and mm-hmm. it just creates this real sort of confusion and, and um quite tricky um cultures again so yeah in my line of work we, we deal with obviously culture and people and and stuff like that um and yeah it, it just i just think it's difficult for people you know regardless of any neurodiversities or not um so again for somebody uh you know like you and i dyslexia adhd um or something that anyone else might experience mm-hmm. kind of like yeah are there really gonna can there really be those adjustments made truly so that an organization can collectively accept this yeah um whilst yeah. we still have neurotypical um non-diverse uh people in leadership i don't know no well yeah (laughs) that was a great response by me no well yeah um the the (laughs) the point is like i totally agree with what you're saying jody because you've got uh it's kind of 20th century um diversity and inclusion that we're, we're still trying to tackle like uh gender ethnicity etc and and we haven't solved those i think looking at neurodiversity um as um as an add-on or um the new way uh to to tick off um your your diversity and inclusion and even sort of belonging stats that's not the way to do it or the reason for doing it i do think there's a real um 
there's a financial or performance gain um, to be achieved there by harnessing neurodiversity because it doesn't matter your gender or your ethnicities, etc. Like everybody's got a brain. Some people are wired a little bit differently, and it's harnessing that different wiring. Um, that that means that you know, sure, if you need to tick a box, go for it, but make sure you're doing it um, for the right reason, uh, and so that it values the people that you're you're including as well. And how about we look at how those people go about um, uh, solving problems or interacting with others or what they focus on, what really lights them up. Um, and, and how can we make those, as you say, little accommodations in the, in the workplace, which don't cost anything um, and are the right thing to do and uh, are pretty easy. So um, let's just be a bit more open to that. I think the, the you've talked about sort of uh, the the neurotypical um, leader you're kind of alluding to the um, still still a white male um, led or dominated um, leadership um, stratosphere I guess um, which which you know in your country I imagine it's the same certainly here in New, New Zealand um, it, it, there's it's it's changing there are some very high profile differences um, different examples of uh, leaders there, but I do think um, the key to it is we need leaders who are unafraid to lead difference and um, not surround themselves with um, mini me's clones um, or you know minds like mine from their perspective. Uh, just looking for for difference and where they can be challenged rather than where they can be where their life can be made easier. I think it's a bit of a cop out, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you know it's interesting. And you, you've got—I mean, your your prime minister's done some pretty great things. Um, uh, and yeah, I just—it does depend, I think, on what it, that leadership or that board, um, what mm -hmm. they what they're driven by, what they, what they value. So, for yeah. example, if they're driven by um, you know innovation and creativity, then maybe they would look to, towards the um, different thinkers in the organisation. Yep. Right? Okay, how can we? What if we brought people together and did this brainstorm to solve mm. our business problems or whatever? Mm -hmm. Great. But actually, if they're driven by or, and what they recognize is hard work and long hours and bring in the money and be on time mm -hmm. and be on time, so, you know, all that sort of stuff, that's what their measure of success is. Yeah. It's going to be very difficult for somebody who for sure. isn't going to be successful. You know, it's a bit like saying yeah. if you're an eighth grade student, then great, then, then mm -hmm. that makes you better. But actually, it's like, you know, what about being a degraded student and having other things to offer? Like, it, it's, yeah, so it depends on what, what measures of success are, but also yeah. um, there is, uh, it's cool. Well, one thing you no, no, that's brilliant. I love this um, because I've forgotten everything you've said anyway, so it doesn't matter, right? Um, hey, what's written on your mug? What does that say? Um, oh, um, so I, oh my God, I went to a book spa the other day a book spa oh my god it was the best so when I first like, said I've got your book spa this is like a couple of years ago but it all got delayed because of COVID and in my head I was thinking like what has a book spa I was like all I could think of is like these big sat in a jacuzzi and then like someone's just like throwing us books like <laughs> or reading books with really wrinkly pages <laughs> yeah just like I can imagine like a normal spa but it's where there's water it's just books <laughs> what it was uh, at all. <laughs> so basically, there's this bookshop in Bath called Mr. B's Emporium of mm -hmm. Reading Delights. Ooh. And it's 
it was so great. You you email them. They they say, "Oh, what what books do you really like?" So I emailed them a list of books. I'm very careful not to go into the non-fiction because I've got so many non-fiction books, and I just yeah. need to stop getting them. Oh yeah. So like, right, all the fiction books I love, and then you turn up right into this really cute sort of quaint bookshop, and you go upstairs and you sit down at a table and you have like a bibliotherapist, right? Yeah, I know, I know. Um, I was a bit like, but then it, it's great because they talk to you about the books that you love. So they're like, oh, yeah, so we're getting this theme of like, you know, you quite like a, um, you like a short story, you like a sort of twist, um, you like a sort of quite odd, sometimes a bit dystopian, culty kind of thing. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I like. And then they go, they go away. They give you tea and cake. They come back with like 20 books. This is the, the guy that we had, or that I had. Yeah. And he was like, right, here's all the books that I think you're going to love. And I was like, have you read all of these? He was like, yeah. And then he talks you through each book and goes, here's why I think you'll like it. Um, here's why I think it might be something different for you. Because I'd also said, oh, I, I want to get into more science fiction. But I feel like I have no idea where to start with that. So he found the most perfect book ever. Um, this is genius. Like, the, how, how good is the sales pitch? Because you can't... Nice. So it's called The Employee, so I was like, oh, I, I'm not really sure about non-fiction, because all, all of my non-fiction books are basically called something like that. Uh -huh. But it's a workplace novel of the 22nd century, written by a woman. Uh, it's, it's not the longest book ever. And I'm, I was like, is that a post-it note on the front? Is, this, is that what it's supposed to be? Um, I was like, nailed it. How did he... And my mum, because she came with me, and she was just like, he did so well. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so I ended up... I've got all of these books here. Well, that's just the thing. This is what I was saying. Like, this is the genius sales pitch because you couldn't possibly go away without a pile of books. Oh, magic. Did you buy all of those at the books bar? Well, some of them, yeah, these are all the books they threw at me in the jacuzzi. Um, I'll take it. Some of them, uh, you get some in the deal, in the voucher. Oh, yeah. And then I ended up, I couldn't choose, so I got a couple more. Um, but, yeah, so I'm very excited about that. That's very cool. Um, Before... No, that's cool. No, that's that. That's genius. Like, I love that. I love how much you enjoyed that. But also, I really, um, I, I like. I've never heard of that before, and it's such a genius um sales pitch as well. And the yeah, and they've out for like a year. Whoa, whoa. So, oh, now there was something there. Um, ah, you said. Here's the thing. You said you couldn't decide um on the box, so you just bought them all. Um, and. I'm interested, and I know we've gone way over time, Jody. So if you've got a couple of minutes, um, let's keep going no, because we yeah we have. That's all good. No, no, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Oh yeah, well no, we'll book it. We're booked in for an hour. Um, and but yeah, no, we'll we'll uh, we're not even going to edit this. This is magic. Um, Time is not even linear. Well, there's now and not now, right? So everything, everything that's happened, yeah. like what we talked about seven minutes ago, doesn't exist, you know. And 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 it's you know, so it's what is it? It's quarter to quarter to eight uh, at night here on Monday. You've got, it must be quarter to nine in the morning for you, right? So it is, yeah. Well, my clock is like about seven minutes fast. Right. It helps to me. Yeah, yeah good. So then, okay. Um, are you always seven minutes early to things, or do you allow that that no. buffer? Yeah, yeah, it's good. I yeah. do the same. I struggle with being early. I was a bit out of this ball by two minutes because I was thinking, 
I could join now, or I think that I'm thinking, why would I not just join now and be early and just be like, oh, no, this is great. I, I worry I'm going to be bored. I, I yeah. I'm going to have to be doing it for two minutes. And if I join early, I'll have nothing to do for two minutes. So what, what will I do? This is so magic. Like, are you, why do you get this? No, you're speaking my brain. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and how you're overthinking everything. Yeah, it's magic. It's magic. Now, what I was going to say is around, you said you struggled to make some decisions, and yet um, you're a strategist, and strategy is all about sort of making decisions, the stuff you're going to cut out and not do, etc. I like focus on, but also what are we not going to do? So how does that how does that work? Like, how do you be such a good strategist with ADHD? Because like, I'm, I'm super big picture, like so, so way above looking at everything, seeing where everything connects. Um, but the actual... I think when it comes to, to strategy, the implementation or the execution of stuff, that's where I fall down, right? Um, and so I can I can see how you can be a great facilitator of strategy, but are you a great strategist yourself? Uh, I think that's a really great question. So what's really weird is that the things that I struggle to apply to my own life, I yeah. seem to be able to do so easily um, to other, like when I can be objective, right? So ah, uh, the irony in that, eh? Business comes to me with chaos, right? I'm like, great, let's make order out of this chaos. Let's sort it all out, refine it, make it simple, right? And yet, in my own life, I'm like, if there's chaos, I'm like, I can't see out of it. I'll just have to join the chaos. Mm -hmm. this, I don't know. It, yeah, it's really strange. I don't get it. It's kind of, it seems unfair sometimes. But... Yeah, I, I think so. But also, we're great at the things, you know, we're, we, you know all the... Like you know how to avoid stuff, you know how um, how not to do things as well, and what doesn't work. And as a result of that, I reckon you know what works really well. And so that's that's um, some of the expertise you bring. Is um, I know the stuff that we should focus on because you know use my my I don't know 15, 10, 15, 20 years of experience getting a whole lot of stuff stuff wrong to know this is what we need to focus on, right? And that's um, that comes with experience, and that's what people buy is um, not just all the wins that you've had, but the even more um, sort of magnified by 10 or whatever, all the failures and mistakes and that sort of stuff. And you go, actually, because this this is what allows me to go zero in on this and do it this way and forget about that step because that will just chew up time um, because I chewed up eight years doing that step, you know? So just, and I think, yeah, so... We we get frustrated with that sort of thing, but it's like that's actually the genius that people love, and that's what um, w where we can add real value because it's like I've got all this history. Um, do it this way, yeah. Yeah, and there is there's something about the detachment from that, but thinking about um, so again, like if you if if I am sort of presented with a great quality problem from I don't know a client or a business or even a low quality we'll find we'll find the one that says something that we'll find the record and we'll get to it and there is definitely something about um being comfortable in chaos yep. familiar with it mm -hmm. where you're not scared away by it you're kind of like okay there's some stuff in here let's go and find it you know just like i feel like we probably have to have done in our whole lives i i have felt like you know even at you know some really dark times and stuff yeah and i've come through you know i've, I've battled addiction i've overcome other disorders, like I have been on a journey, it's taken a lot of time and effort, money and therapy and, and mm. all the rest of it, a lot of work every day to get to a place where now I can say, do you know what, I feel like I'm operating above 
uh, a foundation level, which is great. Yeah. And, you know, I'm really glad to be able to say that today. That's like mm. awesome. Um, Good for you. Yeah, there is something about like again not being put off by chaos and actually sort of diving right into it and going yeah. right. Let's find out what works. Yep. Uh, let's discard everything that isn't useful. Mm. Um, let's kind of park these things over here, and we'll get back to them later. And let's focus on where's the um, you know, what's great about this organization? What's great about this team? What's uh, what, are, what are they doing that no one else is doing? Okay, yeah. Right, let's, let's yeah. Amplify that stuff. We'll fix this stuff. That's fine. That's process. Blah, whatever. And then, you know, everything else, just, just kind of discard it, you know? And so, again, I, I guess going back to your question, being able to look at those situations completely objectively, mm-hmm. none of my stuff's, well, I say none of my stuff's attached to it, but obviously we are, you know, I feel like I am my work often. Like, my work... Yeah. There's no work-life balance. I mean, no oh, hell no. Integration. Oh, it's, it's just my lifestyle, actually. My work is my lifestyle. It's what I love. I don't stop thinking about it just because it's a weekend. Mm-hmm. So really, it's kind of like, yeah, being able to have that um, separation because it's something else um, allows me to really focus on it and give it my best. Um, whereas, you know, looking at... The, so, for instance, my to-do list of stuff I've got to do today was really hard because I was like, oh my God, I, mm. I booked this thing in here and then and an hour later I booked this thing in here but I factored no time to walk to either of those places but they're a completely different sides of town. Why would I do that again? You know, or, okay, yeah, the train uh, the train is in whenever and I'll just, I don't think about when I need to walk to the train station until I'm probably like, fuck, mm. I want to run to the train station. Yeah. Now. And it's like, why that's so simple and basic you know and actually like why uh why is that corner of doom over there why haven't i tidied that up and that's just feeling really overwhelmingly difficult to do and yet i don't want you to see what's behind this camera (laughs) that's my corner of doom just over here yeah oh no and you've got to see it yeah (laughs) but i am moving house actually so it's fine awesome yeah Ooh, I don't know. About hacks that work? Yes, there we go. Good one. I'm glad you came uh, back to that because I'm gone. Yeah, it, well, because it, it's been a bit of a learning curve as well. Because again, I didn't really know. I didn't know when people people would say at work, you know, like whatever it is you need, just let us know. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. This is new to me as well. I have yeah. no idea. It doesn't, doesn't seem to be many things that exist yet um, that sort of say, here are a range of things that might be useful that are beyond like colourful post it notes yeah. and use your calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah things I've found to be really useful uh, just sort of in life as well I quit drinking about three years ago and that made the world of difference for your ADHD um, what I didn't know is that at the time yeah. it was it was actually just yeah it was something I had to do for sure it mm. was um, you know I do think that ADHD types are more likely to search for um I think there's a requirement of more dopamine, perhaps. For sure, the, absolutely. Lacking to begin with. Yeah. So that whole like, marshmallow test thing, I'll mm-hmm. fail it every time. I didn't really like marshmallows, but. In, instant gratification sort of thing, yeah. 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 Why delay when you can have it now? So obviously that doesn't really work with things like, yep. you know, any kind of addictive substance or sugar or mm. um, whatever it is. It's kind of like, well, this is good. This is giving me the stuff that I want. This is releasing chemicals that I need so oh I just need more yeah keep going so I think it's difficult to have enough button 
Yep. Exactly. So um, things to, to re- I found it you know, very difficult to find that middle road. So with some things, it's easier to just stop, like mm. abstain. Mm. Um, so caffeine is one that I cut out as much as I can, but I do have days where I will have coffee. I'm pretty sure there's a there's one beside yeah, you right now. <laughs> yeah, I did. But that, so I have one. It's Monday. Yeah. Is it? Yes, it is. It's Monday. Um, so, yeah, caffeine and things like, obviously, you know, things that everyone tells you to do, so exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always struggled with sleep, so I brought in things like, you know, making sure the room was completely dark, yep. using an eye mask, putting uh-huh. in, like, making sure the mattress is really good, getting the right pillow, just as, as much as possible trying to mitigate all the things that are difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and have you tried? Do you have you tried a weighted blanket? Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. one of one of them too. A, a, a gorgeous friend of mine, Lisa, um, recommended it about six weeks ago. Instantly snapped one up, yeah. and I cannot believe, like, just it's magic. Yeah, absolutely magic. And I'm a shocking sleeper as well. But um, and I do, like you say, do everything to possibly I possibly can to sort of just sneak in that extra 20, 30 minutes of. Um, of good quality sleep um, but I reckon a weighted blanket just to, it just I think it just settles you it kind of grounds you for someone who's a fidgeter anyway just having that extra weight that makes you go um, and I don't know if it's oh we could get into um, relationship with my mum or anything like that it's not it's not like that but it's like there's some there's a nurturing and a nourishing um, aspect to it it's like I just feel comfortable and safe with this um, yeah it, it just calms me right just having this weight on me yeah. i think it's magic i wonder if it's like you know like womb vibes is it maybe yeah, it, one thing like the room temperatures um didn't like that's a that's a big thing um and and what I've noticed with this blanket is it doesn't um retain heat so it's actually always quite cool which is really nice as well um, yeah so mine's really helpful I've put mine in the bed for now because it's warm outside so yeah of course yeah to have it now so that's interesting mm. um but yeah all these little systems and it is all stuff that you could just google and it would go you know on wiki how how to lead a more, lead a more successful life and it would be all that sort of stuff yeah get the right food yeah. sleep exercise blah meditate um i have found though genuinely um things like so i'm a real believer in in therapy even when you don't really think that there's a not as a to be a deficit although clearly that does work for that but actually yeah um seeing a therapist just because sometimes life is tricky and we don't get taught certain things and our parents didn't know things and school didn't tell you things it's yeah. kind of like how do you deal with certain emotions how do you um you know how do you find resilience how do you do any of that stuff mm. like mm-hmm. so i find it really useful to have a coach be coached go to therapy that's um, a magic attitude like that's so that's such a good outlook to go yeah it's not just about deficits but it's about positives and how do we amplify that but also how do we um the what's the journey of being well and um of being being good and okay and even happy you know and that, those sort of things and, and just noticing that sort of stuff and and having that reflected back as well going what sort of space are you in and 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 what's making that so good and and maybe that can help to repeat that or replicate that um over time but i think it's just recognizing that um it's all life and and so um and therapy has a a negative connotation to it but the way you've just talked about it jody is it's um it it's good it's nourishing 
Yeah. It's a no-brainer, right? Yeah. You know what? I was a football player. Um, I talk about football because we just have the Euros. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <second> in. <laughs> well done, silver um, medal. Yeah, so, but like all of those football players will have a team of people surrounding hmm. them. They'll have a nutritionist. They'll have yeah. a coach. They'll have a manager. They'll have a, probably some sort of psychologist. Maybe a, like a Zen meditation. A masseuse. Maybe. Yep. Right, and that's not because they're bad Um, people with ADHD are probably a, a therapist dream because it doesn't matter if you're introverted, extroverted, somewhere in the middle, whatever, both. Um, we're, once we get started, like we, we talk and talk. And and, um, and and what I do is... No! Well, yeah, you have, but it's been amazing. Um, and we'll wrap up soon because uh, you've probably got to, you know, you've got to pack up a house. Um, but it's... I think, I think that's... Um, that, you know, we, we talk our talk our thoughts, um, but also um, I use talking to hold space. I get lost in conversations um, with having no working memory at all. Like stuff just goes, and so I kind of have to loop back to it. Um, and I do that by talking. And sometimes I waffle, and um, but I'm I'm thinking as I'm going through it. So I reckon that's a therapist' dream, like just to hear the randomness and the. Why did he use that word? And what's going on with his face when he's? And I'm just trying to loop back to some stuff because I'm seeing it all here, and it's like that, and and like images are just going boom, 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 and I'm going, I'm grasping that one, and then I want to talk about that one, and I want to talk about this one, but oh, what was that one? Because that felt really important, and that's, um, I think that's the hurriedness that's that's in our in our brains. You talked about it at school, you know. I've got you're inter- interrupting. Um, because you've got stuff to say. It's not because you don't value what the other person's saying. It's like, if I don't say this, it's gone. And right now, this is genius. <laughs> like, it's the best thing. <laughs> yeah. Grandiose level to complete. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, my God, no, it's fun to me now. I definitely edit this bit out, because otherwise people are going to be like... No, this is so good. But there is, you know, and what I'm thinking now is like, there are things that come with it, I guess, which is perhaps a bit of a, a slightly darker side, which is the, the end of shame, where it's kind of yeah. like, well, why can't I just... Time sheets, right? So this is the thing, everybody, how come everyone can do their time sheets and I can't? Like, what sort of child am I? Um, and this just self sort of flagellation that, that we do. It's like, why can't I do yeah. a timesheet? Why can't I figure that fucking thing out? Um, and yeah. people just breeze through it. And I'm like, and we put it off and, you know, it's coming and it's Wednesday and you got to do it on Friday. And it's like, ah, oh, geez, how am I going to do this? And you're right, we, we do. And it's those, those little things because we classify the task as being 
so easy for other people but actually it's not about the task it's what how we have to turn ourselves to it it's also about interest i couldn't give a shit about what i allocated my time to right who whatever <laughs> you know yeah but then and i do I've, I've had people say like oh, nobody likes it so not like people look forward to it and they enjoy it but i'm like yeah, yeah but has it stopped you like has yeah. this sort of such a severe lack of interest yeah. and um, you know, almost self-sabotaging kind of yeah. Kind of Procrastination and then freezing. Has it, yeah, has it cost you promotions? Has it cost you jobs? Mm. Has it cost you relationships? Has it cost you friendships? Like that's where it gets to, and I think where every, of course, everybody can can empathise with procrastinating and leaving things to the last minute and getting a buzz off of adrenaline. Of course, everyone can and being late, but actually, does it actually make you like miss flights? Has it cost you loads of money? Is it how expensive is this to you? Because that's, yeah. that, and that's the only way that I can say, look, here's what seems to be um, the difference between ADHD and actually, you know, the, those kind of, all those normal yeah. things that it is like to be neurotypical where you obviously experience those things. Yeah. Um, can, I, can I just, just ask you about the flights? Have you ever missed a flight? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah same. Now, when, when it, yeah. when it happened, and it's been kind of recent, um, did you, did you rise to it? Like, was there a sense of um, adventure and excitement in it? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. So it was so good. Like, I was like, "Yes, I'm in my element." Like, how the fuck am I going to sort this? I've got a client who needs who needs me there by this time, and this sort of what am I going to do? Boom! And it was just like all like action stations. Yeah. I loved it, and I'm like, oh, yeah. and you get away with it. You get away with it, and you go, like, nailed that. That's <laughs> so bad. No. Don't, even though actually what you have achieved is incredible. Yeah. Because I, I, like, I feel good. I'm in quite good in, in an emergency situation. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of um, outdoor sport and everything. Again, it's very now based. It's kind of like, yeah. okay, weather's changed. We need to make a decision. Yep. Um, and when, what, going back to what we were saying earlier, can't decide about what book to choose, but I can make a decision mm. in the moment right now. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. The right one. It has to be. Yep. No other option. It has to be the right one. Yeah. Um, as a teenager, I went to army cadets. It's weird because I'm you know, very much, uh, you know, a peace-oriented person now, and I don't. Uh, it's a different, you know, politically, it's a whole different thing. But sure. As a teenager, going to cadets, um, you know, having that real rigid structure, routine, expectation, mm -hmm. binary, it's this, it's that, and also we're running around a field and cold and wet, and you can't sweat, and you've got to do the stuff and navigate, you know, using your map. It was great. It was exactly, I just excelled at it. So whilst I was doing really badly in school, mm -hmm. I was doing amazingly in cadets. Mm. I was saying, oh, she needs to be an officer in the army. She's got to be a credit to a country. And it was like, how can I be these two people? Um, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, there is something about dealing with a crisis, being in an emergency, yep. being able to think on your feet, making a decision straight away, knowing it's going to be the right one, mm. um, mostly. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. Yeah, I'm... I'm interested in um, in how you now your your experience of COVID will be completely different um, here. Uh, like I said um, before the call, my my brother um, he's a Kiwi, but he lives uh, in the UK. Has been there for about uh, twenty years, and like just we're just sort of trading sort of COVID experiences here, and we've got got off very lightly by doing some sort of good work early on, um, sort of thing. And we don't need to get down that. But I'm just thinking about your ex sorry. There's quite a lot of land in between you all, isn't there? There's a lot of space. Uh, yeah. But also, um, getting 
like it's contained at the borders and we really only have sort of three three airports um international airports right now so we can we can con- contain it there in the in the big cities um so look we're there's absolute advantages being um in the middle of nowhere being a long island or a series of islands um yeah so we, yeah, we've got um we had some advantages um that's good what i was thinking is um wondering about your experience of covid because i can remember putting this linkedin uh linkedin post up when covid hit 18 months ago and i'm kind of going everyone's panicking but i'm like calm calm down like we're gonna we're gonna be okay like every, everyone's out there buying toilet paper and flour and all sorts of stuff and and i'm just thinking i know this is i know this is big but i'm not getting the the, the gravity of things and i think what that is is that we're always in chaos and so when everyone else is calm we're in chaos but when everybody else gets to chaos they rise to our level and we go it's not that bad up here right <laughs> like this yeah when it all got into, got into lockdown and when there was that real uncertainty, will mm-hmm. there be enough toilet paper? Mm. Like, will there win there? What's going to happen? How long is it going to last? It was kind of like, it's almost like that's where you can, oh my God, the terrible mouth, sorry. That's where you can like operate from, you really are in the moment then. Yeah. You're like, I don't know. Um, everything that's happened in the past isn't relevant because it's unprecedented. No. Mm-hmm. Everything that may or may happen is just imagination. It it may not happen. It may happen. Maybe we'll run out of toilet roll. Maybe we won't. Like if we run out of toilet roll, fine. Then there's always another way. You're probably wearing a sock. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's fine. We'll be okay. We'll invent something else. Or something yeah. will happen. Um. So yeah. So basically, all you have is right now. And right now yeah. is like, what, what do I have? And not saying that that was like you know there were times where it was kind of like oppressive because. Mm. Um, I'm sure you, I'm sure you can relate to this, but like every day I'm doing something. So I'm in a band, like skateboarding, I do sport, um, I ride a motorcycle. Like there are always things happening. Uh, I like to do, you know, I sign up to webinars at all times. Uh, so there's always something like, oh, I've got to go to this, oh, I've got to go and do this. Yeah. So suddenly, and you know, playing gigs all the time as well, um, that was stopped. So I was just like, yeah. just sat with myself, like, so. <laughs> horrible <laughs> yeah with all the stuff buzzing on but you can't do anything with it yeah and it's dark outside and i'm not allowed to do anything uh, i'm very i'm really glad that i haven't met cycle because i could ride it mm-hmm. that, that did help a lot um but yeah i had work that was it so everything else was taken, you know everything else was taken away um and so i wrote that i did i struggled so mm. there was a big fall like where i crashed um, and then started again, like big problem to solve. It's kind of like, right, bring in the therapy. Um, food has to be extra good. I need to work on my sleep. I need to do this. I need to, you know, what, what is it? How can I fix this? How can I make it better? Kind of got there. That's what led to the diagnosis as well. Mm-hmm. See, it was amplified enormously. Of course. Like, what are my strategies of form? You know, my yeah. busyness, my compulsive busyness has been taken away from me. And now I'm like, uh... <laughs> sat with myself um, and I realised that that you know it needed some attention and it had been neglected for a long time actually yeah um, and so I had to get in touch with my inner introvert and mm-hmm. understand how I could gain energy from being alone yep um, you know and so again it was a big level I think COVID has amplified many things sure you can't say it's good or bad it's like the internet it just is um, no, but it's glass, glass half full, glass half empty, right? You've seen a silver lining and you've gone, okay, there's an opportunity in this. 
And maybe this is in hindsight that you're talking about this, but I reckon you've also gone, oh, there's, we've got stuff to do and I'm going to do it now, right? Yeah, and it's, I just don't think it's good or bad. I think it is so many things. And it, yeah. Again, it amplifies what, what's already existing. So mm-hmm. if you've got a problem in your company, uh, it will be amplified by COVID because for some reason it just will be. If, if there's something you're already great at in, in your business model, it will be amplified by COVID because you'll access it and you'll change your entire business model yeah. and you'll thrive. You know, in, in personally, I found, you know, COVID will amplify the shit that you're hanging on to from like when you were 10 that needs to be sorted out, but you buried it, but it was buried alive. Yep. So it's going to come out. You may not recognize it as that, but it's coming out, right? 100%. There's time and space in this sort of oppressive energy. Yeah. So, it's like squeezing a sponge, you know, it's gonna, it's coming out and you kind of catch it and deal with it and, and move forward. Or you employ, you know, denial is a great thing. It keeps you safe. So mm. I've, I've observed people going into denial, sort of default um, kind of emergency settings when actually, or, and other people who have really blossomed and mm. come up, you know, people that I've coached have, have um, done amazing things despite being afraid at times despite being uncertain despite being like oh my god what am i doing am i doing the right thing and taking a risk and and going for it and actually it's been amazing and that's again it just comes back down to like people are just yeah Yeah. weird and awesome yeah they are eh? and that that's what keeps us employed um and ensures that we've got work for decades um which is which is magic and i i think what you've just just summing up like what you've just talked about jody is a um is an adhd trait where you can make something good of any situation and where you can go because i i I go back to you saying you know you don't really get frightened um i have the sense in me that i'm always going to figure something out like it doesn't matter how how bad shit gets like i know i'm always going to be okay and I don't just think that's an inner confidence. I actually think that's a um, that's a um, a street smarts, um, just a just a savvy, maybe a sass. I don't know what you would want to call it, but it's just like I just reckon, I reckon I can figure some stuff out and I'll get by in anything. I, yeah, I've experienced that as blind faith. <laughs> blind faith. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Because stupidity, right? Like I'll, I'll I'll call it like just just ignorance. Um, that that's yeah. I'm I'm all about that. If it gets me through, it sure. Belief, right? Yeah, oh, totally. It's, a, it's a, an enabling belief, but I, and I do think, like, because I experience the same thing, I just think, well, no matter what happens, I'll sort it out, whatever it is. And, but I know that that's not fact. It's not verifiably true mm-hmm. because, again, it's, it's a future prediction. Yeah. And it is a belief, but I, it's deeper than that. So I feel like it is a faith. Yeah. And it is blind, not in a, in a way that is a negative thing. It's blind mm-hmm. because... It's actually not. I mean, it is. Yeah. On, on perhaps previous evidence, but it is a, an innate faith. It's like a. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, part of it for me, yeah, it totally. No, that's that's right. So there's an innate faith in that and in, in yourself to be able to figure some stuff out or do something or react or respond. Um, but also, I have no risk register. Like I've got um, very little. Um, little appreciation of consequences so um it's like and and so i don't have to worry about that like there's other people who are worrying about that stuff and i'm like i can just i can just carry on it's like okay you meddle with that stuff or get all worried about some things and that's gonna see you slow down get caught out um get left behind whatever it is but like i'm off 
you know, if you want to come along, here we go. Let's do it. Because um, it's going to be great, like, regardless. And it, it, yeah, I, I do I, I feel identify with that as well. I also, what I was thinking about then is that it does pendulum into there and in the realm of things that can go wrong when you have no fear of consequence and you make the same mistakes again and again and again. You don't yeah. burn and yeah. people are going, we've talked about this all. Yes. I wish that I had thought about that. Yeah. Because it's so inevitable that it happened and now I care about the consequence, but before it didn't. Uh huh. Um, and so, again, there is that, there always seems to be this polarity of yeah for sure I do I love like seeing the, the whole like neurodiversity is like this is actually where thinking like this can make the business a lot of money and it could be harnessed and unleashed and all the stuff you know and the creativity and the enthusiasm and resilience and all the great things that come with it mm-hmm. but equally I can't ignore the it, it's so easy to be sort of oh yeah all the good stuff and then it's actually yep. like oh, there is this yes there is load you know, yeah. Not wanting to dwell on it too much, but it is like it's real. It is, yeah. Yeah. Annoying. So it's the it's the well, that's right. It's the beating yourself up of why didn't I think of those things or why didn't and then it's in the added um, weight of someone raised that brought that to my attention and I feel like I've let them down as well. And so you're beating yourself up as well as thinking, ah, oh, shit, like that's someone that I that I love or respect, um, and they just think I'm a fucking idiot. Um, because I couldn't do something yeah. that's really, really simple. Um, like, yeah, or I was late again, and I said I'd yeah. do it on time, and I nearly really value being yeah. on time, and I didn't do it. And, and then maybe, yeah, and you're sort of thinking again, it's like, yeah. it, there is a conflict, you know, mm-hmm. it, is a, it is a sort of a bit of a battle, I think, sometimes. Jody, yeah. speaking of late, I have taken up so much of your time, and I reckon, like, we're going to carve this up. I, I literally thought it was going to be nine o'clock. I, I have probably taken your time as well. It's all good. No, no, this is magic. Like seriously, um, this is this has been amazing. You've been not only a heap of fun, you've been uh, really insightful. So I think um, listeners are going to get uh, so much out of this. Um, you're super relatable. Uh, I love your. Um, I was going to say vulnerability, but it's not even that. Like it's you're just real, yeah. And that's what. Um, I'll take vulnerable. That's cool. Okay, cool. I do, you know, I do feel a bit cringy about. I'm thinking. Oh my god, I wonder if I'm going to watch this back. No, definitely not. It's way too cringy. Oh, right. And I think if it's cringy, then you've, put, you've been authentic. So, okay. yeah. I hope, yeah. I hope this is useful. And I agree. If one person gets in the out of this, then great. And I also Heaps know, of people I will. Talk to you, because I feel like, honestly, I feel like <laughs> we're somehow like related or something. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh. Like, yeah, yeah. Especially what you think about Comic Sans. I have always said about Comic Sans, and I have to say this now, because otherwise people are going to look at your website and go, oh, Joey never had that original thought, because... I know, because poor Comic Sans. Like, think of, think, think of the goodness that came out of the person who designed that, and go, I'm, I'm solving a problem here. Like, this is something that actually works, and everyone shits on it for decades. And you just go, hang on, like it's, it's, it, it, it's great. It's cool. It works. Um, it's, it was relatively unique. There's sort of, a, you know, some spin-offs. Um, but you know, uh, the. Yeah, like I, I, that's why I had to put that at the at the um, footer of my my um, website. Yeah, people really don't hate it as much as they say. 
It's not a big deal. Well, they just they need to think because I'm like, what is it exactly that you hate about it? And then people don't have answers. I, and I promise I'll stop talking after this. I think what people hate is when Comic Sans is used in inappropriate, inappropriate contexts, right? So you, you know, um, so yeah, I don't know, using the font in the wrong place. But I challenge any designer because I think, imagine how much of a great designer you would be to use Comic Sans in a piece of work and in a way that works. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Gotta be shit. So challenge goes out there to designers. Use comic sans because anyone can use Times New Roman, hmm. right? Correct. Boring, right? Like be different. Yeah. Like harness yeah. something and, and buck. Like, yeah, go against the trend. And get away with it and be credible with it. Yeah, yeah. We we collectively, <laughs> right, right across the globe, we challenge you. Use comic sans and see what you can get away with. <laughs> Totally, right? Yeah, put comic stars in your business card, but do it in a way that works. Yeah. Yeah. It def- it will start conversation anyway. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Anyway. Oh, I love it. Look, um, we're gonna we're gonna definitely well no, thank you. We're gonna get you back um in a few months' time. And look, um all the best with the new new gig, uh with uh your culture role and all the best for the house move. I hope that goes well, um, stay in touch. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely, we're definitely getting you back. Uh, th- this has been amazing. Thank you so much for being you and, and real and for adding so much value to um, everybody who's going to be uh, listening to this. We're going to carve this up into multiple episodes, I reckon, and, and release them uh, at different dates because it's just, it's so good. I really do want to keep talking, but I'm conscious that we've had a whole oh, lot of your time. I mean, thank you so much for inviting me. Thanks for the email. I, I have been admiring your the stuff from LinkedIn from afar. Oh, thank you. Um, I really appreciate you listening and asking questions. It feels, yeah, it does feel like kind of scary, but equally um, really validating as well. So yeah. I really appreciate this opportunity. So thank you so much. You are very um, welcome. Yeah, it would be great to learn more about you in another conversation at another time. It would be, you know, because I know you're in the HR world and, you know, we're in similar thing so it'd be great in maybe in some other context to like look okay. at some worky stuff as well yeah cool all right how can people get hold of you if you ever wanted them to or look you up or um uh, sniff out some work or, or whatever like how, how can people find you um the culture club the That's culture club the, just need to google yeah. google that yeah <laughs> i don't know <laughs> LinkedIn. Yes. You don't mind people hitting you up on LinkedIn? Not at all. All right. No, that's fine. Good stuff. Yeah. Jody Venton Harvey, Jody. thank you so much. Well, there you have it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the You, Me and ADHD podcast. Um, my hope is that it's been worth your time, of some value, that it's been interesting or even enlightening, perhaps. Hey, if nothing else, I hope it's been entertaining. I really appreciate you showing up. You see... I really want to do some serious damage to the stigma and stereotype that ADHD is bad, uh, that it's wrong, and that those of us born with ADHD brains are somehow broken, because we're none of those things. And you can help with this too. If you were to uh, like, comment, or even share a link to uh, any one of these episodes, or the entire podcast, uh, just to one person, I'll be a happy little ADHD camper. And I love camping. I do. So thanks for stopping by. Uh, I hope to see you soon. Uh, Stay in touch.
get in touch in any way uh, you feel the need and I look forward to chatting. Until then, peace, love and heaps of impulsivity. Take care. Bye.